Okay, are you ready for this? A-E-I-O-U. Yep. Unique New York. <laughs> My friends were trying to say Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. <laughs> Irish wristwatch. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. All right. <laughs> We're all warmed up. We good? Yep. Yep. Okay, ready? All right. Yep. I'm your host, Maddie. And I'm Natalie. And yeah, so how was your week this week, Natalie? <laughs> we'll just jump right in. It was fine. I don't know. That doesn't sound very fine. Well, I just kind of like, I didn't do anything. So I don't know. Maybe that's my low, I guess. But yeah, my high is the Mandalorian season two. Baby Yoda is being super cute. And he's just eating eggs and kicking butt. <laughs> I honestly have never watched The Mandalorian, which I know you love it. I watch it for baby, so... And it's actually really good. Yeah. I don't know if you like Star Wars at all. I don't. I like the very first Star Wars, honestly. like episode four or whatever? Yeah, I hate that they do it out of order because I can't keep up with it. Like, it's, you know, the first movie, the second movie, like, I don't know. Yeah. I hear you. I'm not a fan, but I am a fan of Mandalorian. It's actually really good. It's like a whole different... Thing. Oh yeah, it's like after like the war. Oh, kind of. It's like its own little spin. I guess that's why they call it a spinoff, <laughs> right? Because it's a spinoff of Star Wars, or is it not? Wait, what isn't the Mandalorian a spinoff of I don't Star know, Wars? Is it? It's just <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about with the Mandalorian. I guess spinoff. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. What's the definition of a spinoff? I guess. I don't know. Let's look, look it up. It up. <laughs> I gotta know. It's not a spoof because a spoof is like You're those right. scary movies. It says turn into subsidiary into a new and separate company. That uh, oh wait hold on produce something new based on a popular television program movie personality. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a spinoff, I guess. Okay. It's good. I'll have to give it a shot. That way. I know what you're talking about <laughs> when you bring up the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's it's good. So, like it. what was your low this week? Then, no, I don't really have one. I guess it's just that I don't know. My week was kind of boring. Yeah, just did homework and didn't do anything. Pretty much just watch RuPaul's Drag Race all day every day. Yeah, that's been <laughs> which is good. Us but. too. You know, staying inside is definitely good right now. And I've just been saying lately, it's about to be a long and isolating winter. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you live in the colder states. It's, I mean, you can't go outside. So the whole summer we got that little sense of relief, you know, being outside. But I would suggest like to anybody listening to find some good hobbies (laughs) for this winter. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I don't like being outside in the winter, but I feel like I really need to just like try to enjoy being outside. Yeah. It's really good for your mental health, you know, even yeah. if like, I know I want to force myself to take walks, but gosh, when it's like negative 10 outside. No, I yeah, mean, no. I, 
I don't know. But we are going to go, like, skiing for Joe's birthday. Oh, really? That's next month. So I'm excited about that. Oh, he snowboards, but I'm going to ski. Yeah. But, yeah. That's cool. cool. How was your week? It was all right. I I would say Milo is the same as yours. I've been cooped up at home. So if you listened to the last episode, I think I talked about how we just moved into our new place, me and Jack, and his engine blew on his car the week we moved in, which was just great timing. And it kind of works out sharing a car right now because we're just both using my car and we work opposite hours. um, So... You know, he drives to work and comes home and then I take the car and go to work. But it just sucks because now when I'm at home, like, I can't go to the gym. Like, I can't go to the grocery store. I'm just stuck at home all day Mm -hmm. with no car. So it's just been very, like, a cooped up feeling. But I did finally put up my Christmas decorations, which was so nice. It feels, like, so much more cozy in here. It's really cute in here. Thank you. I love the tree. We put up our tree, too. We haven't decorated it yet, though. I love putting up Christmas decorations. I wanted to do it like November 1st. You know, I like the decorations to be up. up. Like two, two solid months is good because you put, you Otherwise do all you the work putting them up. Them. Yeah, I right. agree. So same thing with like Halloween decorations. Like typically I like to put them up around September time, mm-hmm. honestly. Definitely. So yeah, it just feels like a lot more homey in here. And I, I'm sitting here with my I, like fresh baked, uh, funfetti cookies. Mm. I love funfetti cookies. So, yeah. I'm just feeling very cozy this week. Mm-hmm. We've got our, uh, what is it? Christmas cookies candle? Yes. Yeah. The Yankee, Yankee Christmas cookies candle. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Love candles. And then we'll, we're all cozied up. I'm all ready for like a spooky topic, but I know I literally forget every week, but I didn't this week. I actually forgot. <laughs> Oh, and I was like, okay, my spooky topic. How the turntables turn. Here we go. So the death of the day. All right. Who died today? Who's an artist? (laughs) I'm going to really try so hard to say this name right. Um, Surprise. He's a Dutch painter. Uh, Surprise. And he he died in 1706. And his name is Gottfried Schelken. Gottfried Schelken. Gottfried Schelken. And his paintings were super cool. There are a lot of portraits of, like, a person holding a torch or a candle. Ooh. So, like, it's all dark, and then, like, the face is lit up by the torch. God, I love that. I've never been able to recreate, like, a glowy effect. Like, Yeah, it's really cool. It's all about that, like, cool light source for him. So, check out his paintings. Gottfried Schalken. (laughs) Gottfried's a cool name. Yeah. Like... (laughs) I, I like these classic names sometimes, but it does make me think of, isn't there a Gilbert Gottfried who does, like, the voice that's, yeah. like, super annoying? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> I'm I, Gilbert Gottfried. I gotta show you something after this. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> We're big Gilbert Gottfried fans yes, over here. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, so, yeah, his fans are really cool. Check him out. R.I.P. Gilbert, or, I'm sorry, Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Not, Gilbert Godfrey is still alive. Yeah. Not Tim. <laughs> oh, God. Anywho. Anywho, so what do you have today for us for the spooktacular topic? I'm going to do something a little different today. I'm really excited. So I was, okay, so originally I was thinking I was going to talk about Richard Ramirez today, but then I realized that the past two times I've had the dark topic, I've done a serial killer. 
by the name of Richard. So I'm like, maybe I should clue with the Richards. I know, like, <laughs> if you're a Richard, you're automatically a serial killer, apparently. I know, do not name a kid Richard. Same with Gary. Gary, yeah. Gary Ridgway, Gary Heidnick. There's a couple other Gary. The things. Gary the Clown dude. I think he was oh, a Gary. Oh, no, that was John Wayne Gacy. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Gacy, close. Gacy, so. Gary. That's the same. Gary Busey, he's just a scary guy. <laughs> he's got those crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I decided to switch it up. I'm actually going to do a paranormal topic today, which I am, like, so unfamiliar with. But this story is super creepy, so I'm really excited. And it's about Robert the Doll. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> I love Robert the Doll. Oh, gosh. It's kind of, like, hard to read about because, you know, we'll get to it later, but... When he ends up in the museum, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. He can cause some really bad things to happen to people. But anyway. Oh, boy. Oh, so there's like a nerve, you know, nervous factor. Like, oh, if I talk about this, is he going to like. I know. It's kind of how I felt about Mary Bell, too. I'm like, she's still alive. Like, please don't come after me. (laughs) She's like, don't talk about me. Have we done any other alive people? No, because the guy that I did last week, the Weeby Voice Killer, he was from the Twin Cities, which made it. So if he was still alive, I'd be extra scared. That yeah. he was going to haul me down in the Twin Cities, but... Oh, gosh. No, he died in jail, so... Yeah. I don't so think Mary Bell's the else. only one. Yeah. She's so. like a... Our, we said our, like our mom's age, yeah. almost, right? Yeah. Older than your mom, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's still out there somewhere, so... Oh, Mary Bell, just keep being cool. <laughs> <laughs> just be you. The new you. The new you. Yes. <laughs> the new and improved. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... So, Robbie the Doll. Robert the Doll, yes. So, this takes place in the 1900s, like the okay. early 1900s, like 1905 ish, mm-hmm. maybe. I didn't write down the year, but we're going to pretend it's 1905. Okay. <laughs> um, in Key West, Florida. All right. So, there was a young boy, he's around four or five, and his name was Robert Eugene Otto. And the Otto family was known for, like, mistreating their servants. Oh, jerks yeah so one servant was fired for allegedly doing black magic in their house which mm-hmm. like okay you're fired like <laughs> that's yeah weird. yeah you know? they're you know bad people for mistreating their servants but it's not something freaked. you should do at work i guess anyway so this servant lady after she well, got fired yeah. um she left the family's home um after giving the little boy robert a handmaid three-foot doll to remember her by and he had button eyes and is said to have also had human hair oh that gives me Coraline vibes yes with the button eyes. very Coraline yeah Ugh. but just not as good looking <laughs> just like so <laughs> gross looking I don't know just vaguely Ugh. humanoid type of thing I know and like not to make another animated movie reference but the skin of Robert the doll reminds me of like the skin that Oogie Boogie and Nightmare Before Christmas is made oh. out of like that like burlap, burlap almost. I didn't think that. Weird I thought texture. it looked like wood to me. Let me pull them up really quick. Yeah. On my thing. I know I've seen it before. I've heard this story a long time ago, but yeah. I don't really remember the details. I figured I, I figured you'd heard it before, but I figured it probably had been a long time since you've heard it. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't remember the details. I thought it looked oh, kind of yeah. like wooden, but maybe you're right. I don't know. Gosh. Just look up a picture and decide for yourself. And he's so big. He's like, three feet. <laughs> he's like a life-size... Well, child-sized doll, you know? So she's, like, here's Probably a bigger doll than this kid. that's, like, the same size, if not bigger than you. Yeah. Like, that's creepy. And, like, <laughs> if you were... Okay, if you, like, already fired her for doing some, like, creepy, like, black magic stuff, wouldn't you be, like, 
um, you're not taking this doll. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I would, I would not. I'd be like, I don't trust anything that you would give me, but okay. (laughs) She probably wasn't doing black magic, though. Yeah. (laughs) She's probably just, she's probably just being herself. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Like, but maybe, because let's, we'll find out what you think about Robert. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, anyway, okay, Robert, the human boy, he became attached to this doll, um, and he named the doll after himself, so he named it Robert. Narcissist. (laughs) (laughs) So, Robert and Robert, the doll, um, did everything together. So, he, like, dressed him up in his clothes, he fed him, he played with him, he brought him everywhere, um, and he would call him his best friend. You know, that's cute and all when kids have toys that they love, but at some point as a parent, you have to be like, okay, like, sweetie, this relationship's kind of unhealthy. Yeah. I definitely had an imaginary penguin friend when I was a kid. Penguin friend? Oh, that's cute. What What? was his name? Was it penguin-related? Like, It was, like, Peter, I think. I saw it on some cartoon, (laughs) so I just, like, decided that I was going to do that, too. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure it was, like, an imaginary friend that was named Peter the Penguin and I was like oh that's mine now oh my gosh <laughs> that's funny so like I fully knew that I was like imaginary and everything you know I didn't have an imaginary friend I don't think but I did have an instance where I had this uh dog I like I've always loved stuffed animals and like still do yeah. <laughs> kind of um and but I thought like oh if I love my stuffed animals enough they'll come alive like, like Toy Story yeah like yeah. I thought it would actually happen but yeah, obviously. I wonder if this. Well, one time I ran upstairs and I told my mom, I was like, Mom, I swear I saw my, you know, doll's arm move or something. Ooh, Robert vibes. I know, right? <laughs> Except I was excited about it as a kid. So it's interesting to like put myself in this kid's shoes. I wonder if he kind of felt the same way. I feel like every kid goes through a little phase like that where they wonder if their toys can come alive. Or is, am I just weird? <laughs> no, I definitely did too. And. I don't know, like, even now, like, obviously, I know that's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, um, you know, no disrespect to Robert. I guess <laughs> dis- disclaimer, don't do anything to me. Crazy. Okay. Um, but even now, like, when I'm buying something at the store and I pick one something out and then I look at the other one and it looks a little better, but then I'm like, oh, I can't, like, leave this one. I yeah. already picked this one up and now it's going to be sad if I... What do they <laughs> Even though it's not, that? but, like... I think they call it, like, personifying things. Yeah. Or, like, getting sentimental about things. Oh, I know. It's probably, value. like, I have, like deep-rooted like hoarder oh, problems kind of i feel the same way like i i've been really good about like purging a bunch of stuff lately because it feels yeah. good to declutter well, but lately, like but yeah. i will like like for example if you look above you <laughs> you'll notice a little michelangelo i actually noticed that um last week and i didn't oh, really? ask what it was for some reason i just thought it was a little Halloween guy it's a little michelangelo oh, ninja turtle i just he's just my buddy i just can't you know Get myself to get rid of him. I know. <laughs> so I just hangs I mean, out in my dining room. Yeah, same. Honestly, I totally feel that. <laughs> anyway, though, um, <laughs> this kid did have an unhealthy relationship with this doll. He would talk to the doll, and it is said that he would make the doll respond to him in a much lower voice. Oh, my God. Like, so low that his parents thought it was unnatural for a boy of his age to be even making those sounds. Okay, so in my head, he's like... Hey, Robert, do you want to go play outside? And he's making the Robert, the dog go, Why, yes, I would like to. <laughs> that's, that's so <laughs> creepy. Probably lower than that. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe more Gilbert Godfrey sounding. 
<laughs> the uh, parents were, yeah, the parents said, but there's a distinctive Gilbert Godfrey tone in the voice back. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, God. I just had to do a reenactment <laughs> of how I thought it sounded. No, please keep doing that. <laughs> so after a while, Robert the human said that he wanted to go by Gene, his middle name. Okay. And the, hmm. the doll was Robert. So he was basically like, the doll can have that name and I'm going to be Gene. How do you say it that way? It sounds so funny. Well, it's like, that's like what it is. It's I love weird. the doll so much. You know what? He could have, he my, could name. have my name. It suits him better anyways. <laughs> Robert probably made him. <laughs> oh my God. Robert uh, probably made him. It's so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> We're God. on one tonight. We were just being so goofy today. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Game face. Here we go. Podcast boys. <laughs> so one night, Gene awoke to find um, Robert sitting at the end of his bed staring at him. Nope. Mm-hmm. So he started screaming for his mom, and she claimed that she could hear the sounds of furniture being overturned in the bedroom. And she tried getting into his room to help, but it was locked. Ugh. Yeah. And when she was finally able to get the door open, she saw Jean curled up in fear on his bed. His room was in shambles, and Robert's doll was sitting at the foot of his bed staring at him. Oh, my God. Yeah. And strange things like this kept happening. Jean's toys would get destroyed. They would find the doll in different places. And also, every time Jean got in trouble, he would say, Robert did it. Oh my god! Yes, and sometimes Gene would get really angry and upset and aggressive, saying that he um, got in a fight with Robert. Jeez. Yeah. So eventually, his parents took the doll away from him and put it in a box in the about attic. time. God, and put it in a box in the attic. Yeah. Couch. Put it in another box. You know, the one at the end of your driveway, the trash can, <laughs> and get rid of it. Yeah. Like you don't need that in your life. I. <laughs> I really agree so much, <laughs> and I can't believe that this doll still stands today, but okay. No disrespect. God, that poor mother, because if I experienced that, <coughs> if, I, if I experienced that, I would never recover. If I, like, heard my kid talking to the doll and heard it responding, nope. and then nope. heard the room getting all thrown around, like, that's messed up. Yeah, I don't like that. At all. Like, that freaks me out. I don't know. It's it's like you said, like, kids are scary sometimes. Kids stories are scary because when you're the parent, I think that's what it is. Like, you have to be the bigger person no matter what. Even if you're scared. Yeah, even if your kid's saying some messed up stuff. Ugh, I don't like it. (laughs) Gives me chills. So, yeah, they took the doll away, put it in the attic, blah, blah, blah. Okay, servants would say that they often heard stomping and giggles at night from the attic. So after, okay, so after they put the box, or put him in the box in the attic, he went on to have a pretty normal life. He grew up, he moved out. Um, He was actually a painter. Hmm. And he got married to a woman named Anne, and they were pretty happy together. Um, But then Jean's parents died, so he and Anne went back to his parents' house, and then they ended up moving in, and they found Robert in the box in the attic. Oh. So Jean fell back into his old ways. He what? became affectionate towards the doll again. Yeah. And he... Wouldn't you be like, oh my god, that creepy doll from when I was younger? I'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe my parents still kept it. That's weird. Yeah. He, he became affectionate towards it again. That's yeah, like creepy. they were like best friends again. It was really weird. And Yuck. Then he <laughs> even gave Robert his own room upstairs with a window that looked out onto the street. 
Oh, just normal things. He gave his, his own room. <laughs> but Anne did not like this. I was going to say, imagine my partner her, was doing Like, that. imagine you just get married to Jack, then you guys move into a house, and then he just, like, I'd be hangs like, out with a doll. And, like, I feel like I'm having competition with a doll. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm fighting for attention with a doll. <laughs> That's, like... I'm that I can't deal dog. with yeah. that. Like, <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> yeah, she she did not like that, and she felt really uneasy about Robert. And eventually, she was just like, "You got to put him back up in the attic." So he did. Okay, good. And that made Robert mad. The Robert doll. the doll. Yeah. And neighborhood kids, um, one day they claimed they saw a doll looking out at them from the upstairs window and mocking them while they walked to school. So they. Oh my gosh. They claim that to Jean. Was it like flipping them off? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what? Well, it was like mocking them, <laughs> like, going, like, ooh. <laughs> Interesting. But, yeah, so Gene was surprised to hear that because he was like, I put Robert in the attic, so how could they have seen him in the upstairs window? Hmm. You know? So he went to go check the bedroom where Robert was said to have been seen, and there he was, sitting in a chair, looking out the window. Creepy. Mm hmm. So he, he didn't know how he got there from the attic, so he tried locking him up in the attic several times and ended up finding him in that upstairs bedroom later each time. Ugh, girl. When you burn it? I'm just thinking of the dog of it. moving by itself. That's so gross. <laughs> Ew, I know. <laughs> I don't need Burn either. it. I agree. <laughs> just like, what good is it to just keep it in your attic, obviously? Yeah. It's stupid. Everybody knows in scary movies when there's, like, a haunted object, the only way to get rid of it is to burn it. Yes. <laughs> Put a stake through its heart or something. <laughs> Anywho, so Gene died in 1974. I couldn't find how he died, mm-hmm. which is ominous, I guess. That is really ominous. The, and the, the wife. The doll kill him. The wife died, too, actually. Did they die around the same time? Um, I think she died first, and okay. then he died, like, after. He was like, she's the reason I got locked in the attic, and maybe he killed the wife, you know, as in Robert the doll. Yeah, I couldn't really find too many, like, I couldn't find, like, anything about it. There's one source that said that she, like, went crazy or something. <gasps> oh my god. But I don't know if that's true, because that was, like, the only thing that I yeah about that. But, um, anyway, after his death, a, a new family bought the house, and Robert... Um, had been sitting in the attic the whole time, you know, Still? after Jean's death. Yeah. <laughs> and they had a 10-year-old daughter, so when they found Robert, they gave it to her to play with. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No way. <laughs> if you saw this doll, do you still have it up? If you saw yeah. this doll, would you be like, oh, that's cute. I'll give it to my 10-year-old daughter to play with. This, I'm not trying to be mean. This doll is clearly the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my <gasps> life. I'm just... Oh, oh my god! I just... I'm knocking on wood. Don't say that. I literally just might have cursed myself. I mean, this doll's the most handsome thing. I wish it was a real person. Yeah. So I could hang out with him. It's so cool. (laughs) I love his little sailor outfit. (laughs) It's great. It's very chic. (laughs) No, I would not let my kid play with this. Yeah. No, I wouldn't either. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... It's a bad parenting move. Yeah. The daughter started claiming that the doll was alive and that it wanted to hurt her. Hmm. And guests in the house claimed that they heard um, footsteps in the attic and creepy giggling, which is exactly what the auto's servants said. They oh heard. yeah. Um, so the, she put up with this for twenty years, and after that amount of time, in nineteen ninety four, she, the mom, she donated the doll to um, Key West Art and Historical Society. So oh. he's in a museum now. 
And employees at the museum claim that they find um, Robert's display case light turned on after they've already, like, turned off all the lights and locked up. Hmm. Yeah. And they claim they find him in different positions every day. Um, I wonder if the employees just, like, put him in different positions just to smash Just be like, oh, look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Whatever. Believe what you want, I guess. <laughs> but employees actually make museum goers ask Robert for permission before taking pictures with him. And if they don't ask, but they take pictures anyway, it's been reported that stuff will happen to them. Like, they'll get into car accidents on the way home oh. and, like, other bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot. That's why when I was, like, speaking bad on his name. Yeah. Earlier, it's like, no. Yeah, because I've heard of, yeah, people, seriously, like, hundreds and hundreds of people, you know, taking a picture of him or hearing a story and then going home and even emailing, like, to the museum saying, tell Robert I said sorry. That is my next note, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, but people write letters, yeah. That's it's so weird. Yeah. People even write letters to the museum apologizing to Robert for being disrespectful, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so no disrespect. Do your no thing, disrespect. girl. But it's <laughs> severe up in here. <laughs> so it's giving me the hands resist him. That that's exactly yeah. Because I think I mentioned that that painting kind of reminded me of oh Robert, Robert the, doll. the doll. Yeah, you yeah. did. And then I was thinking about that today. I actually found another haunted painting that maybe I'll talk about. Oh time. really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, cool. Yeah. So that's. Robert the Doll. That's all I nice, have. Nice, nice. <laughs> Short and sweet, I guess. Awesome. Well, that was a good one. <laughs> I, it was nice to hear you cover a supernatural story. Yeah. For the first time. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like I couldn't find as much information as I wanted to about it. I feel like mean? you know that's the gist of it. I mean, I don't know what more details there are about. I mean, I don't know. I. That's what the story I kind of vaguely remember. You know. It'd be cool to hear from people that work at the museum i think oh totally to see know. like what they believe you know yeah i would actually like, see it but i don't want to i'm just too scared yeah you'd be too scared so that means you you know part of you believes it's real if you'd be too scared to approach it yeah <laughs> I, I would or you just don't want to like take the chance no yeah i don't know part of me believes it i guess yeah i wouldn't I mean, I don't know. I, I'm the type of person I would try to poke the bear and, like, just want to see something happen, so. <laughs> yeah, and they actually sell little um, dolls at that museum, oh. too. Like, little Robert the Doll dolls. Oh, that's actually kind of cute. I would love one of those. What? <laughs> like, would? just, yeah, there was, um, when we were at the Stanley Hotel, they sold little keys with the haunted room number on it. I think it's, like, well, something 218 or something. Oh, and. Know. I've always really I think it'd be so cool having just like a horror collection whatever that is like just random little mm. trinkets and things mm-hmm. I don't know the doll is pretty ugly but a keychain yeah, would but be the, cute the like stuffed doll here I'll show you oh, oh yeah I'll try anyways do you see this oh it's actually yeah kind of cuter than oh, the real doll he is actually really cute yeah oh my gosh my so I just was getting my niece something for her first birthday no <laughs> you don't imagine? Get that. that's just bad. it seriously Juju. looks like a little plushy like it looks like a little kid's it, toy it looks like a cabbage patch kid the, yeah the like plush version of it and they <laughs> they made his little lion pet cuter it would be very fitting though if i like got a creepy toy like that because i don't know if i've Dude, said this before nightmares for like life. i know but like i don't know how this started but she well not she because she did, she can't talk yet but they all refer, refer to me as Auntie Bruja. 
which (laughs) bruja in Spanish means witch, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of fitting because I'm into witchy stuff. And okay, so the reason why we joke about saying bruja, bruja is because when my grandma was working in a factory, she was working with a bunch of Spanish speaking people. Okay. And they used to call her Bruja. <laughs> and she came <laughs> home one day and she was like, they're, they're all calling me Bruja. I don't know what it means. And we looked it up and we found out <laughs> they were calling her witch. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Your grandma got owned. <laughs> it was so funny. So, Man, yeah. I haven't said that in got 15 owned. years. <laughs> I don't know why that came out of my mouth, but she did. Okay. She got owned. It was, yeah. It's just what happened. That's what happened. There's no disputing it at all. <laughs> all right. Okay. What do you have? Yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited to talk about this today. I wanted to talk about an artsy um, community we haven't really dabbled in yet, and that is talking about makeup as in cosmetics. So today I'm going to talk about the history of makeup. And I wanted to talk about this because, you know, makeup is an art form in itself. Some people I feel like don't recognize that or see it as very surface level, but makeup's an art. I agree. And it's, you know, art and looking at art history shows our culture, you know, building up and how our culture has evolved over time and makeup has evolved so much over time mm-hmm. um, and is a big part of culture. So that's why I was excited to talk about it. And yeah. I love makeup so much. Me too. So I'm excited. Yeah. And yeah, Natalie's super into makeup. I'm like the type of person that I wear makeup like all the time and I, I just really cherish my getting ready time. I feel like that's why I've been so bleh lately because I yeah. just like haven't been doing my makeup because it's like I'm not going yeah. anywhere. So I don't know. Sometimes I'll do it for a Zoom meeting, but most of the time I just don't. I totally feel that. I've been, you know, making myself do it and it makes me feel better and I feel yeah. that I just really can get in the zone and sometimes I'll sit and I'll do my makeup for a really long time, but I just like love every minute of it i just love it i do too it's it's great it's relaxing you know and And trying new things and stuff right i don't know that's literally what i was uh my other note it's like i love trying different makeup looks and when i was researching you know the history of makeup um it was fun like you know looking at different makeup techniques and looks back in the day so i don't know maybe you'll get some like inspo Mm -hmm. um but yeah so I also love history, so we're just going to take a little trip through history. And this starts in the earliest record that um, we have of people using cosmetics dates all the way back to First Dynasty of Egypt, mm. and that is 3100 to 2907 BC. So, Can I just pause for a second and say, isn't it weird that like time for everyone is based on Christianity? I know, right? I think about that every time I say BC or AD. It's like, why? You know, people have explained it to me like, oh yeah, before Christ, after death or whatever, but wh- why? Yeah, like, why is it like that? I that can't, know. I mean, there's so many different religions. Does everybody even outside of the Christianity, you know, where that's the main culture also say BC? I just don't get it. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that as a side note. I yeah. just find it interesting. Not, yeah. not that it's bad. No, I've always... Maybe I'll like look more into that too because I've always thought the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, this was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I can picture the, the eyeliner. I know, right? The Egyptian back. eyeliner. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I thought of too. 
Um, and so they knew that they were wearing makeup because when they were excavating the pyramids and tombs, they would find these um, men's and women's makeup. And they found something called unguent jars. And basically that was like a substance that Egyptians would slather on their skin to keep it like soft and hydrated. Oh, I want that. I know. And it like <laughs> defended off wrinkles. I, I thought the same thing. I thought like, I wonder if it was more effective than what we have today or if it just like wasn't at all yeah if it was just i mean i could see it going they had some weird like doctor stuff like back in that oh yeah well they seem like they were pretty smart you know with bodily type stuff i don't know yeah no they had to they had the process down for Mm -hmm. like preserving embalming yeah Yeah. that's the word yeah so maybe they had like some tricks when it came to skincare yeah (laughs) but yeah formaldehyde up in there I, I that does preserve, so maybe it does, you know, get rid of the wrinkles. I'm just kidding. I mean, isn't that basically like kind of what Botox is like? It just kind of like freezes. Like, it freezes your muscles, your, yeah. yeah, so that you can't like move them and keep moving your skin. Oh, can't wait to get that when I'm older. I I know, honestly, like <laughs> I will definitely be there at some point. I literally am thinking like really hard about getting lip fillers. Oh, really? Right Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. I've also thought about it because I've only because and I love my lips honestly and I my lips are honestly are like more full like my mom's side but mm-hmm. I I've seen so many people have the biggest transformation just from lip fillers it's insane yeah and it's like they don't they don't last like forever so if you hate yeah. it on you just wait like a year or something it's or- not like getting like a face surgery that's permanent you know it's a lot less daring yeah yeah, I wonder when Botox came into play. Um, by That's the a good way, question. I know we're getting like we're derailing like a lot right now, but you know it's interesting. It's all kind of really it's a makeup topic. Cosmetics. We haven't talked about makeup before, so it's fun to just kind of derail here and there. Yeah. But I'm only going to be talking about the history of makeup until 1900 uh-huh. because I just didn't want there to be information overload. So yeah, no, that makes sense. But yeah, so they had this great anti-wrinkle cream, basically, the Egyptians. Mm -hmm. And the women would also typically apply a dark green color to their underlid. um, So like their waterline, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And then they would use a black coal on their upper lid. Kind of like the iconic Egyptian winged eyeliner Mm -hmm. look that you see. Um, and they did this to create like an effect, like they had voluminous lashes, which I've always seen the black, but I haven't seen the green waterline under eye moment. Mm -hmm. So it'd be super fun to recreate. Yes. (laughs) But, um, from there, historians believe that the Jews adopted the use of makeup. And that is because our historians point out that in the stylistic painting of faces in the New Testament section of the Bible, they look like they are inspired by the Egyptians. So it kind of started spreading around from the Egyptians. Um, the Romans were also known to use makeup by the middle of first century AD. Um, so this is quite a bit later. Mm. And Roman women, just like the Egyptians, would also use coal to darken their eyelashes. However, they would also use um, this weird chalk substance to whiten their skin tone and then apply a rouge or a blush to the cheeks. And that was pretty much it. Okay. Um, and I was just like... I just wanted to pose these questions because this is what I thought when I was researching this. Uh So imagine what obtaining these cosmetics was like at the time for the Romans. Did people like make it themselves or did they like buy it at the market? And if so, you know, were there like early makeup sellers, almost like first century AD cosmetic brands? Like, 
Yeah. I just am trying to picture what it's like. And also, I thought, I wonder if there's multiple different colors of blushes or if they just have one red colored blush. Right, because it's like what... What is their blush made of? Like right. flowers, maybe? It was like probably pretty limited. So, like, they probably only have one color to choose from, if you think about it. Yeah. But I don't know. I couldn't find information on that. I just thought that was interesting things to ponder about that. Hmm. Um, I also found that they had hair removal creams. It's like Nair, basically. Oh, for body hair? Yeah. Okay. Which weird but i mean when you look at roman statues they they all seem almost like hairless i wonder if that was a thing back then interesting but anyways mm. <laughs> they also had um pumice and that was used for cleaning their teeth um oh. and roman philosopher oh, Pla- platus platus i'm bad with the knowing the philosopher's names mm-hmm. but he actually wrote and i this is a kind of a funny quote a woman without paint is like food without salt <laughs> and he would um, go on to talk a lot about his fondness and preference for quote unquote painted women. Weird. Um, yeah, so I just <laughs> I thought that was a really weird quote. It's kind of <laughs> cute, but kind of like kind of cute, but also like okay, shut up. Like yeah. women can be fine without makeup too. <laughs> like, I don't know how I feel, I feel about it. Uh, I know it's weird. Pretty but, much um, just any man saying like <laughs> any oh, preference. <laughs> I know it's like shut yeah. up. Not even just preference, but just like. Women are better this, this way. way. Yeah. yeah. No, totally. Um, but then in uh, Greco-Roman society, so women, this is where it gets bad. Uh-oh. They would actually wear white lead-based chalk mm. on their faces, yeah. which is a big no-no. It's super toxic if you don't know. Um, so, is. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you have lead paint on your walls, you should probably get that fixed. In my old apartment, I had to sign this waiver saying, because <gasps> my building was old, and they were like, there might be lead paint, so if you, like, oh die, don't sue us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was just like, alright. <laughs> That'd be nerve-wracking. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm alive. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, so... They got a lot of lead poisoning, basically, which is bad, um, because they're so obsessed with looking pale, but on the other hand, Persian women... See. Yeah, I know. I've I typically like to be we are the fake tanned. Yeah. And <laughs> Honestly, think- yeah, because you like being really pale and you like really dark hair, and I like to be tanned and blonde. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like if I what didn't have blonde hair, I'd have like straight up black hair though. Like it, it it'd have to be. Oh one yeah, or the same. Other. If I didn't have black hair, I would have platinum blonde uh-huh. hair like you. I like to be dramatic. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but Persian women, so they weren't you know, doing the white lead-based chalk thing. They Good were... For them. I know. They <laughs> used henna. So oh, they no. would um, dye their hair a darker color and they would stain their faces because... That's so smart. I know. Dude, henna... Okay. It's basically fake tan. Okay, well, think I was thinking, it. like, doing henna, like, eyeliner and it'd be, like, semi-permanent. Oh, yeah, that's true. Can you put it, like, that close to your eye? I mean, you can do real tattoos on your eye. I'm, I'm sure you can. Yeah, that's... Actually, genius. I bet there's a YouTube video of somebody doing henna eyeliner. I'm definitely gonna look it up now after this. Yeah, I think I think that you can get henna to do like freckles. Oh, I've, I've totally seen that on I YouTube do before. It. I don't think I would look good with freckles, but I don't, I don't think I'd look good with freckles either. Plus, I wear too much foundation, so it wouldn't even be right. Worth it. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they, the Persian women, stain their faces and their hair not because like I don't think for cosmetic reasons. They said it. They felt it would allow them to be. Able to summon the majesty of the earth, quote unquote. So I don't know what that means. Like it made him feel closer to the earth. 
I don't know, but like, just an interesting because they were putting in, like stuff from on, the earth from the earth on them. Maybe, and it was like entering them in a way because it, you know, it was staining their skin. their skin. Maybe. Interesting. Um, yeah, so they just had a total different outlook. But in most cultures, it seemed as though pale skin was what people strove for. And they did this because they saw it as like a sign of wealth because it meant that they weren't doing hard labor outside in fields. Oh, and they were just like sitting inside all day, which, you know, meant they were probably high status. So that's why it was the look for a while. Mm. Um, but by the Middle Ages in Europe, uh, women took super drastic measures to ensure their skin was as pale as possible. And they would literally like make a little cut and bleed themselves out. Um, not too much to make them unconscious, but just enough to make them look more pale and colored. Wait, they would cut where? I don't know. It, it just said they would bleed. They would make a small cut that wasn't too detrimental to their okay. safety and just literally slowly bleed themselves out and then stop the bleeding. Like, perfect. Now I'm the perfect shade of eggshell white. God. I don't know. Okay, like, well, I say, it's wow, crazy. that's crazy, but... Think of it now, though, people, like, sit in tanning beds and, like, basically give themselves skin cancer just to look darker. I know. So, that's why I've always been... I've never used a tanning bed before, and a big part of that is because there's a scene in Final Final Destination. Destination I've never seen it, but I watched that scene with you when we were in fifth grade. Because I've, like, literally... I'm pretty sure I showed kids. Like, I was always showing, like, just, like, scary stuff. Because that scene <laughs> scarred me. Like, yeah, I haven't ever been in a tanning bed. I, I probably will, though. Now I just tan out of a bottle because mm-hmm. Spray that's tans just all do, though. this, you know, safer route. Um, but yeah, so they were bleeding themselves out. Jesus. Yikes. So gross. Wait, where was this in? This was in the Middle Ages in Europe. Oh, okay. Um, but in contrast, so historians say that 13th century Spanish sex workers would characteristically wear pink makeup looks and that pink Cute. lipstick and pink hues on their cheeks and eyes were like a wealth symbol as well because it showed that they were able to afford synthetic store-bought or not store-bought but yeah. market-bought makeup yeah. um so yeah you have different kind of perspectives going on of what you know was a high status and you know in that time yeah. right that's so which cool. is interesting but um, anyways, I love the pink idea. I love, dude. I rock pink eyeshadow and pink lipstick all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I know, I probably look really cute. <laughs> I'm an orange gal. Oh, oh orange, orange tones. Yeah, yeah. I love like just rocking the different colors lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, anyways, so during the Italian Renaissance now, um, so it was still common for women to continue using the lead white chalk on their faces. And so women were mysteriously dying because really they were poisoning themselves. And some of this face powder was even made with straight up arsenic. Well, actually, when I was researching this, I read that this caused, you know, your hair to fall out, face tumors, lesions. It just caused so much bad. It makes me wonder what's in my my makeup nowadays. Because I get makeup from Wish. No. (laughs) And then you're like, man, what's in this? Like, how is it so cheap? You yeah, know, like they say, like don't buy like knockoff makeup or like. I heard there's like, like they found like feces in eBay makeup. Are you serious? <laughs> I've never bought eBay makeup, but you sounded so sad. Like you were about to say, I just bought like a bunch of eBay makeup. No, but it's like 
Ew, because like if it's eBay, then it's everywhere. how does feces get in there? That's why I want to. Like, do know. they deliberately put it in there? <laughs> Are they just <laughs> pooping everywhere? <laughs> just, like, take a bottle and just hold it up to your butt. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting poop particles all over it. What's going on in that factory? Is it also like a septic cleaning factory or something? <laughs> There's. Well, we gotta reuse this. <laughs> a two-in-one factory. On this side, you have septic waste management. Oh. And on this side, they're making eyeshadow palettes. God. Ever wonder how they make brown lipstick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I hate this topic. Okay. Okay. Not the topic, but... Arsenic. Not eBay poopy makeup. Okay. Arsenic was in their okay. face powder. And just, like, pretend that I don't know what that is. Oh. so Okay. So, arsenic is basically, like, poison. Like, okay. straight up rat poison. Bad, bad stuff. Okay. That's the best I can describe it. Well, I knew, but just in case. <laughs> just for our listeners out there. Know. But yeah. So this because of this makeup actually, this is where the negative attitude towards makeup started coming into effect. Um, because people started seeing this as a health threat in well, the Elizabeth I mean, in England era. Was. Right, it was. Um, Because they were doing it wrong. But they were just doing it wrong. They just, like, need to figure it out. But they thought that makeup led to poor blood circulations, and that is what made it so dangerous. They didn't realize it was literally poison. So I don't know how they came to the makeup leading to poor blood circulation conclusion, but that's what they thought, (laughs) which is weird. Interesting. Well, I mean, that's just how they were like, okay, It must be this. It's women who are wearing makeup, so it's something with the makeup. Right, exactly. So they were very standoffish towards makeup. So because of this, women in the Elizabethan England era opted to use egg whites on their faces. And so this not that's really good for your face. Okay, dude, I have to say, I've actually done egg white face masks multiple times. And so they did this to make their um, complexion a tad paler and also give a glistening effect. But... I don't, yes, it gives a glistening effect from like my own use of it, but oh my God, like it is not cute. Literally what happens is you put it on and it's wet. It dries in about five minutes. Your whole face tightens up like so tight. You can barely even move your eyebrows. You can't smile. You can't eat when it's on and it's shiny, but like it looks messed up. So I don't know. It's not kind of like it just looks like a layer of like. It's almost like a layer of shiny dead skin over your face because it flakes off oh, like that too. Gross. Like so you it's wash a weird it off and you peel it. You wash it off with like warm water and it comes right off. And it what it does is like there's protein in the egg whites. Uh-huh. And so it can help. This is why I used it. It can help like re- restore your skin or like prevent yeah. wrinkles. It's good for your hair too. It to- yeah, because like the protein. It totally mm-hmm. feels like a mini facelift. Like so I'm not that old, it. but like it's still like my face felt like super tight. Like I just got like Botox or something. So it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't know how they thought this looked good, but I like made a little side note in my notes. Like, was this the first highlighter technically? Cause now they're going for like the do, not the dewy look, but like the glistening. Okay. Glowy look. So they're not really, so they're actually using the egg whites as makeup. They're yes. not using it as a mask. Right. Because oh. at this point, they're like gravitating towards natural stuff. Because like, well, we're not using the face powder anymore. What do we have basically in our kitchens that can help us look not so bad right now? <laughs> <laughs> 
Same, honestly. <laughs> like egg whites. No, just try. Just... We're like, try this, and they put it on their face. And like, yes, like yes, like that's like, doing something, right? Like, all right, all right. So Gross. I don't know. I wish I could see what it was like. You know, who first discovered that was a thing that could work. Anyways, um, also at this time, red hair became really popular. So women started dyeing their hair red and putting egg whites all over their face. And women continued whitening their faces in Europe, um, so not in England, but in Europe in more dangerous ways. So, wait, in, can I butt in for a second? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just gonna say, like, I wonder where the egg on the uh, egg on your face idiom comes from. And then, like, I was, because you were saying like oh. they have egg on their face, and then I was thinking, well, that's like actually an idiom. So, is it? That's, Weird. Yeah, you know, it means like you're embarrassed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I totally could yeah. see that because another thing in my research that I found was it was very shameful to be seen that you're wearing makeup oh. um, in this era because people are like, oh, what do you have to hide? So maybe that uh-huh. idiom does come from that. Um, it doesn't. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm putting together these dots and it's like, no, it, it doesn't. It's okay. I just Googled it. It says like, um, like at a theatrical in a theatrical performance, like an incompetent actor would have been pelted with eggs. Oh, that's so mean! <laughs> that's so like mean. so much worse than tomatoes, which is what I was picturing. Oh yeah, I wonder why they don't say tomato on your face. Because <laughs> egg on your face just has a better ring to it, maybe. Yes. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Sorry, I was wrong. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, so this is the Elizabeth and England women are putting egg on their face. The European women, they do not care. They're still whitening their faces in dangerous ways. Ugh. And you know what? Now it's the 1400s and they've graduated to using stark white face paint that was made with lead. So they are just bad. doing whatever they want. <laughs> exactly. Like, come on, people. Like, you, you obviously Figure like out, connect the dots. <laughs> right. I mean, if you take your face paint off and you have lesions and like little nodules and tumors on your skin, like it's stop probably putting the face time paint on. to find a new foundation. If that's what it, yeah. <laughs> and all stark white. It's just as weird to think like, how did they think that looks good? You know, because the pictures are very creepy looking. Honestly, well, I don't know. I feel like didn't a lot because like in China they did that too, right? Yeah, they did, and that's something I honestly didn't research too much because there's just so many regions. Yeah, but you're right. The um the traditional face painted painted Chinese yeah. Face it's gorgeous, but, um, yeah, I don't know where, why, well, I mean, I guess it is what you said. It's like, they thought that, you know, they uh, yeah, was elite, you associate know? with high status. Yeah. Um, but so one famous person, and this is the person that I think of when I think of, um, white face paint is Queen Elizabeth. Yep. That's who I've been thinking of this whole time. Exactly. Well, I mean, you've been talking about the Elizabethan era the whole time. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, that's true. But she was like, you know, was known to always paint her face white with this lead-based paint. Yes, queen. <laughs> she was like, she did, actually, she didn't want to be caught without it because she like Same. was super into like maintaining her appearance. And she would create this look in a scene in all of her paintings wearing this 
look. And this look actually in art history is called the Mask of Youth. Can you imagine how bad she looked without it though? Because you probably yeah. had just like scars and scabs uh-huh. all over. And that was in my nose too. Like this lead paint was literally like eating away at her skin slowly. Oh, that's so disgusting. So and it's just creepy. Keep putting it on over the lesions and I stuff. Can, I can't imagine what that's like. Oh, yeah, so Ugh. bad. But um, she would. She, the paintings look really pretty of her, even though she kind of has like a scary backstory to her. The paintings look like, you know, very elegant, and and it actually has this um look called the Mask of Youth, and that's you know the Elizabethan era look mm-hmm. basically. And by the 1600s, this is when the blondies started coming in. Whoop whoop. So blonde hair started becoming really popular. And that was literally because people associated blonde hair with looking an- angelic. Um, mm. So they thought that women with blonde hair were like angels, just super cute. But it's like, why? Why Why was blonde hair associated with angels? I, I don't know. Because you know. like white clouds maybe? I don't know. I don't know. That's just like yeah. light, like heaven, white, yeah, purity maybe. or whatever. Also, I'm looking at Queen Elizabeth paintings, and she's, like, really scary looking, actually. Yeah, she she does look, because isn't, I think of Bloody Mary whenever I think of Queen Elizabeth, yeah. even though yeah. I don't think that they're related. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But <laughs> That's she, just who I think of. She, she, she does look scary. I would scary. freak out if she, like, appeared in my mirror. <laughs> she's Maybe scary looking. But, so they, people had to figure out, if they wanted blonde hair, they had to figure out, like, you know, how to do that because they couldn't just put a dye on it. So they would mix together black sulfur, alum honey, and apply it to the hair and sit in the sun, and then it would just lighten their hair. So the blondies were, you know, in full swing. And then in the 1800s, toxic lead face powder was finally replaced with face powders made with zinc oxide. Um, And then so also during this time in the French Restoration, red brush, red, I can't say that word, It's like a tongue twister. Red rouge blush and bright red lips became popular because it gave the impression of healthy and a fun-free, spirited personality. What era did that become popular? In the French Restoration in the late uh, 1600s. Love it. I'm I'm sorry, the 1800s. Um, So yeah, a long time ago. Kind of makes me think of like the French Romanticism type paintings you know Mm -hmm. i feel like you see the red lips um but i thought this was interesting so this is where makeup takes a bad swing so it is around the end of the century that queen victoria declared makeup to be improper and sinful to wear Mm -hmm. and it became only acceptable to wear makeup if you were an actor or an actress in a play otherwise it was very obscene and vulgar so I don't know, like, how this works. She just declared this, and everybody's like, oh, okay. Queen Victoria said it's b- vulgar now, so it's bad, I guess. But I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, how would you even enforce that? I know, right? Like, I don't even think it was enforced. I think it was just like, oh, this is all a shared th- idea that we have now. So I don't really know. And other countries started to really dislike this French, you know, romanticism makeup, saying, like, what do the painted French have to hide behind all that makeup? And just... All this like negative stuff associated with makeup starts mm-hmm. around this time. And it's also during the Victor- Victorian era um, where women who wore makeup were always associated with being either a prostitute or an actress, which during the Victorian era, they kind of saw as one of the same. 
So hmm. women didn't really want to be seen wearing makeup. And so by the 1900s, women felt this pressure to look youthful. However, they didn't want to admit to altering their appearance by using cosmetics. So beauty salons would literally have to have like secret back entrances so these ladies could wow. travel and buy their cosmetics so they can look cute and youthful for their husbands so they could feel, you know, not self-conscious, but they had to do it all secretively. It just seems like a lot. <laughs> it's like prohibition, but for makeup. Yeah. And it's not even like against the law. It's just like people talk we'll down. down. Yeah. On, it's just so interesting. Um, so this is the Victorian era beauty regimen. I thought it would be interesting to share. And this is one of the last things um, that I have to share on this topic. So this is what Victorian era beauty would do. They would pluck their eyebrows, massage castor oil into their eyelashes, which is something I actually do mm -hmm. because it makes your eyelashes super thick and dark. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, it totally works. Um, they would use rice powder on their nose and buff their nails to a shine, but they wouldn't use paint or anything because that wasn't even invented yet. Lipstick was not proper to use at all, but they'd opt for like a clear pomade to add like a shine to their lips. And then for a healthy look, they would take literal red beet juice and just rub it on their cheeks, or they would take their fingers and just pinch their cheeks over and over again oh. to make like a pink, you know, flushed look. And this is so bad. To brighten up their eyes, you know, because they didn't use mascara or eyeliner, they would use one drop of lemon juice in each eye, which... What? That's so... You're, okay, so how if could you... That, what? Do not do that. And also, you're not even supposed to use lemon juice on your skin. Some people, like, will put lemon juice on their skin. You, lemon juice is so acidic. Like, that would probably destroy your eyes. Oh, I, I just hate... <laughs> hate that like, yeah and what would that do besides make your eyes look red i feel right like i uh, i don't know that. it just is so ugh. so that I was the their beauty regime though yeah That's it makes still, me think like, of like kind of um like beetroot is in like a lot of cosmetics oh though. totally yeah and also it makes me think of those like stains like benefit has a cheek stain where it's oh. just like a red liquid and you pat it on your cheeks uh -huh. um so yeah i don't know it makes I kind of want to one day go back and like look at makeup through the centuries and recreate different makeup looks. We should do a, like a video. Yes. And like do it together. Uh, and like edit it and make it look all spiffy. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be so fun. Um, but I just, that's all that I had to cover on the history of makeup because I just, I could have kept going on and on and yeah. on. But maybe I will do a part two in the future where I'm talking about um, just like American beauty trends from the 1900s and so forth. Yeah. Um, I love that. But yeah, so. That was interesting and just kind of horrifying, honestly. Yeah, it's just interesting to hear like the lengths women would go to to change their appearance and what was deemed, you know, to be looking really good and what wasn't. Um, and I guess so I wanted to leave it off with three questions that I guess like we could answer. Okay. Um, so just like speaking on the topic of makeup, because I just love talking about makeup. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's really interesting to think about how beauty routines have changed and how trends have come and gone. So how would you describe like today's makeup trend? Like if you uh, think about like, you know, in years, so many years when people look back into like the 2020s or even the 2010s, 
What do you think they would say? Well, okay, this is probably, like, I bet everyone feels like this throughout their, like, generation or whatever, but I honestly feel like the makeup trend right now is the best that it's ever been, Mm -hmm. just in my personal opinion. Totally. Um, I feel like kind of thicker ombre brows with a, like, defined arch. We both do the same brows. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the Instagram brow. Yeah. Like, I hear people say. (laughs) I feel like um, just that, like, sort of like not contour but just like a little bit bronze underneath your oh, cheekbone mm-hmm. blush on the cheeks blush then, is super big right now um, i feel like cat eye eyeliner totally yep totally and just like okay you know that like with the lips how like you kind of like do it do it each like thing and then you kind of like connect them a little bit oh like draw like contour lines on your lips kinda, is that what you're talking about yeah yeah. I don't know, like, I make mine, like, come out a little bit more on top. Oh, your Cupid's bow? Yeah. Yeah, the Cupid's bow, like, I feel like overlining lips is just a really big thing right now. Yeah. I would describe, like, makeup today as very, like, not natural for what? a yeah. lot of people. But in glowy, though. Very glowy and highlighted, Dewey. you know, I feel like... A couple years ago, matte lips were super popular, and now, like, we're getting lip glosses again. Well, we were getting lip glosses, you know, back in popularity again until we had to wear masks all the time. I'm still doing (laughs) matte lipstick because... I do matte because it doesn't really affect the mask Well, and it, like, for me, like, I always use liquid because it dries and then it does not move at all the whole day. No matter what you eat, no matter what you do, it doesn't move. But if you use, like, a stick... Mm-hmm. It it does. You have to like reapply it, and it could get messy. It could get on your yeah. chin. I mean, I don't know. Just if I'm ever going somewhere where I know I can't like touch it up, I always go for like a nice matte liquid lip because I know yeah. I'll be good all day. The Kylie Cosmetic lipsticks are the best lipsticks I've ever used. I'm obsessed with them. I gotta so try that. Much. I love my lipstick. I, that was I didn't even include that question, but if you could have like one makeup thing on your face, what would it be? I think eyebrows. I would do my eyebrows totally. Yeah. They frame your face, honestly. Like, In fact, <laughs> I am actually planning on... Okay, so maybe this is TMI, but probably not because whatever. But um, right now I'm on Accutane because I've mm-hmm. had back knee for probably like 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Like a long time. And I'm almost done with it. This is my last Ooh. month. I know. I have no acne on my back anymore. I'm really excited. But That's it makes so your skin awesome. really dry and really sensitive. Mm-hmm. So I can't get any tattoos right now. But I am planning on once I'm done with Accutane, I'm going to get my eyebrows microbladed. Dude, that's so cool. I actually know somebody recently who just did that. And they look awesome. It looks amazing how natural they can be. I know. Out. She, like, didn't have makeup on. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, your eyebrows look all put together. And you just woke up. Like, that would save so much time in yeah. the morning. Um, just to yeah. be able to just like get up and go without even having to do your brows. Brows like, are like a huge part of how your face looks, mm-hmm. honestly. I probably like, still wear makeup on my brows, but it would just oh, be like yeah, totally. when I wasn't wearing makeup, it would just look so much better. Yeah. I just like, I don't know. I, I, I've thought about doing that, but I'm so indecisive because sometimes I will change up my brow shapes because your face well, really like, changes so years. much. Yeah, that's true. So, like, if you hate it, like, I don't know, you just wait a couple years, I guess. Yeah. It's yeah. not that bad, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be like, no, because I know brow trends change all the time. Oh, God. Like, my brows in high school are literally so different than they are now. Mine, too. Thank God they changed 
because I was rocking some like six straight brows and I somehow grew them back in, thank God. <laughs> I actually kind of liked my brows in high school, but they were very different. Yeah. I don't think I could pull them off now. Yeah. What, well, you know, your face changes too. It's weird like looking at old pictures of yourself and being like, I feel like my face was rounder yeah. and my whole face shape changed, you know? Yeah. And well, I, and I had blonde hair back then too. So well, that makes a I, big difference in how you look. That's actually most of the reason why I dyed my hair is because I wanted to have dark eyebrows. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And then there's me. I'm just like, I'm wearing dark eyebrows anyways. <laughs> but I was like, I want black eyebrows. Oh, yeah. yeah it's I so don't hard to get eyebrows. like a taupey, like good blonde. Yeah. Eyebrow. I don't know. I love just Anastasia Beverly Hills. Like, brow is and love. I just love, you know, I haven't found a drugstore brow product that I like. And I use mostly drugstore stuff right now. Same. But the brow game has to be strong. Like, I have to invest. <laughs> I agree that Anastasia Beverly Hills is the best brow makeup. Mm-hmm. But I will buy that when I need, like, a special thing or, like, if someone gets it for me as a gift. Yeah. But, like, I use the e.l.f. Um, shoot, I don't remember what it's called. But they have a – it's two bucks, and it's, like, oh. the same exact thing. Uh-huh. But the thing is, is that it's a lot thicker. Oh. So you can't get as precise with it, but it's gotcha. the same thing. You know, and it's, like, it's two bucks versus, like, 30. I feel like a lot of the times with, like, lower-end makeup – it, you can still get the same result. It just Harder. takes more time. It takes more time, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to, like, either blend for a lot longer or, yeah, you exactly. know. Um, but, yeah. And the, I guess the other question that I wanted to leave off with is what is your makeup routine like? Because one thing I love – so I love watching YouTube videos, like, get ready with me because – you know those little, like, get ready with me yeah, videos? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I just, like, love seeing people's that different routines. That would be a routines. fun one to do together, too. Yes, totally. Like, what my morning routine looks like. Because I love seeing that stuff. Because we have very different makeup routines. Like, we do it in yeah. a completely different order. Okay, so you what order? Go first? Yeah, I can yeah. go first. I, no matter what kind of look I'm doing, I always do my brows first. Um, so I always, like, do my brows and then I, like, clean them up with concealer. And then um, if I'm doing a quick beat... Like, that's what I call a quick beat makeup look. I just do, I go right into my foundation and I finish really quick and I I can get ready in about, you know, 30 minutes or less, which is still probably a, a really long time for some people. But to me, that's like really good. <laughs> um, but then if I like actually want to do like my lashes and wing liner, it takes like a little, like almost twice as long because I really go in on my eyes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then I will do my eyes before my foundation. And then I always do um, my lashes and then my lipstick last. And then, yeah. Yeah. What about you? It's, like, completely different for me. So I always start with – okay. So I do my foundation first. And then I do my concealer and I'll Mm -hmm. blend my – okay. So I do concealer on my chin, my cupid's bow, my nose – my forehead and then under my eyes Mm -hmm. and I'll blend everything but my eyes first and then I'll blend each eye and powder them like after like right after Mm because I don't want any creasing to happen oh yeah same (laughs) so I like do it immediately and then and then I just powder the rest of my face like a little bit um I'm just like doing the motions no one can see (laughs) me what am I doing um then I do like my contour quote-unquote I don't like it's not really like a contour or anything I just kind of like do that like bronze mm-hmm. bronzer i guess yeah and then i do my blush highlighter and then i'll do my eyebrows then my eyeshadow oh yeah 
and then it's totally reversed. Yeah, and then liner, and then um, same. I do my lashes and lipstick last. Oh, in, oh yeah, oh, but, lashes and lipstick. But I do actually. I spray my setting spray before I do my lashes, though. Oh yeah, for sure. I do too because yeah. I don't want to like mess them up. Because I mess up sometimes and forget and then mess them all up. <laughs> I do. So I know some people do their like eyebrows and eye makeup first. You know, that's not like a super weird thing to do. But I've never seen somebody do what I do, which is I. So I like to have like really dramatic winged eyeliner. Usually that's like my signature look, uh-huh. I'd say, is my freaking wings. I love them. I seriously remember rocking wings in middle school. My whole family made fun of me one time and I was like, you know what? I don't even care. They call me bat wings. <laughs> that's kind of cute, actually. I know. And I really love bats. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to embrace it. But that's like my signature look. And I apply my eyeliner before I do my eyeshadow. What? I do my eyeliner, do my wing eyeliner. Then I go on with my eyeshadow. What? And then I go back over my eyeliner Why? with a liquid. Because the first round, it's gel. Sec- the last round's a liquid. And <laughs> it seriously, like, seals in my eyeliner. Like, I could cry. And that it's not coming off. And also, I just like to really go in. And I, I know if I did my eyeshadow first, I would, like, touch it and mess it up doing, doing my winged eyeliner. So, yeah. I always do it wow. backwards. I do everything, like, backwards pretty much. Yeah. Maybe weird. I'll make a makeup tutorial Can we someday. Do, let's do a get ready with me video. Ugh. And we'll get ready together. <laughs> it makes me then... so nervous, though. Because I take a long time to get we ready. We could record our <laughs> podcast while we do that. Except for yeah. I wouldn't be able to read my notes. Oh, no way in hell. Never mind. I can barely <laughs> carry on a conversation while I'm getting ready. Like, oh, but it's so sweet. Jack actually loves sitting with me while I get ready. He'll That's just nice. sit and talk with me. I, I don't know why. I'm like, <laughs> you know, just getting ready for the day. But it's cute. But yeah, so, but th- that's my makeup routine. It's just like. That was fun to talk about. Yeah. I w- I've been like really wanting to talk about makeup, so. I know, because that was like one of the first ideas, like we were bouncing around ideas for the podcast, like before we landed on Art After Dark, like what it is now. Mm-hmm. But one of them, we were like, what if we talked about like makeup and art? Mm-hmm. You know, and then we were like, oh, makeup and art, or like lifestyle and art, true crime, conspiracy theory. Yeah. We're like, that's way too many. We just need to pick like two. <laughs> uh-huh. We're like, what are two things that we love the most? And you know what? We were like, art's perfect because there's so many things that fall under that umbrella. Yeah. And we have so much wiggle room to talk about what we love and, you know, makeup falls under that umbrella. So mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll honestly talk about it you know, more times in the future. Because mm-hmm. I definitely want to do a part two to this makeup history. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Maddie's going to start a, ma- a YouTube channel. Oh, my God. Right? Maybe. You should. I've been wanting to for years, but I'm so afraid of, like, people making fun of me. No one's going to make fun of me. I know. I'm, like, too old to be worrying about what people think. I just. And it's not even like I want to, you know, take it super seriously. I just want to upload, like dumb little makeup videos or something i know like challenges like dollar tree yeah. makeup challenge i like, like feel fomo when i'm watching all these youtube makeup videos i'm like i want to do that that looks yeah. fun so i'm like maybe i will one that i've always wanted to do is like black and white makeup you know what oh, i mean oh so like, look like a black and white photo yeah that'd be so cool there's so many makeup challenges sfx makeup is something i've also wanted to cover as a topic like just like how special effects makeup started 
Um, God, that's cool. Yeah, so this will be like installment one of makeup series stuff. Oh, yeah. Special effects like old Hollywood horror makeup is definitely on my topic list. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it does get really hard to think of an art topic, but then like when you actually think about Mm -hmm. it, it's like you could talk about anything. I almost covered the history of rap music, to be honest, the other day. Oh, cool. Because rap music's an art too. It's, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you have more artists on here, totally. That, I was just going to say, if you are an artist or you want to participate in the topics at mm-hmm. all, definitely reach out. And also, if you want to see a makeup-themed video from us, you should also let us know so yeah. we know you want to see that because <laughs> that could be really fun. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, then reach out um, at our Dr. Dark pod at gmail.com did i say it right this yes time? okay and then at our after dark podcast i can't even say the name of our podcast art after dark arts after it's a tongue dark. twister yeah uh, yep art after dark podcast uh, on instagram, instagram and, facebook. and facebook yep and please leave us a review on itunes yes it would just make me have the biggest smile on my face and wouldn't that be so nice to do to make someone else smile? <laughs> so, and that's all we have this week. So you have yourself a great and productive week. Remember to always lock your doors to protect yourself from Richard Chase. <laughs> and, and, okay. and, and Mary Bell. And Mary Bell. And, and Robert the Doll. Yeah. And make sure if you listen to this episode, you apologize to him. Sorry, we Robert. Just say, sorry, Robert, that if we just respected you. You are so cool, and we hope you are part of the Art After Dark community. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's going to haunt us. I'm going to uh, get a car accident on the way home. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't say that. Okay. All right. You guys have a great week, and we will see you next time. Okay. Bye, ghosties. Bye.